everyone, and welcome back to the Philosophy of Fitness podcast, episode number 84. My name is Haley. I'm going to be your host today and every single day that you are tuning in. My friends, if you guys only knew the journey to make this episode right now, I, I recorded this last week. I was so excited. I had this topic planned out. I was ready to talk about it with you guys, and I thought the episode went great. It was the one time, though, that I decided to not wear headphones when I was recording because I had this issue with my microphone where it was like delayed in my ears. So it was recording what I was saying, but it was coming back to me like a second late and it was like really jumbling me up and it was really hard to focus. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to film this episode with no headphones on, see what happens. Lo and behold, biggest mistake ever. I listened back to the audio. The audio from the microphone was beyond jumbled up. Like things were sliced. It was so strange. That was the first problem. And then the second problem was that the camera that you guys are seeing me from has a really sensitive microphone on it, but it's a far distance away from me right now. And I'm in a room right now with the door closed and it picked up every single sound that was happening outside this room. Like it sounded like there was a microphone on my dog's collar because he was barking a ton during the episode. I was hearing him eating his food, like his uh, collar clicking on his little food bowl. So I was like, this is so bad. And then on top of that, uh, my software for editing the the podcast just like completely crashed. I had to restart my computer. I had to delete a bunch of files. Um, So I kind of took that as my sign. I was like, you know what? This is not meant to be. I am not posting this episode. I'm just going to refilm it and we're going to see what happens. So that is why we're here again today. Um, If you're watching this also uh, over on YouTube, check out the new setup. I'm making some upgrades uh, slowly but surely. The blank background just wasn't really it for me. And also this is like my home office space. So I'm kind of trying to um, build that out as well. But this is the new setup that we have so far and um, I'm loving it. And I also, for any of you audio listeners or anyone that just has a good ear, I'm back to using my old microphone, which I've realized is so much better than the new microphone that I had. Uh, no shades, my brother, because he gave me that one. But um, this one just sounds so much better to me. And that other one was giving me way too many freaking problems. So Long story short, enough of me ranting. We're going to be talking about gym anxiety today, also known as gym intimidation, which is something that I have experienced a lot in my life. So we're going to go through what it means, what it looks like, and I'm also going to give you some tips that I have used in my experience and also just some suggestions I would give to anyone that really feels that anxiety because... The gym is an intimidating place, whether you've been someone who's been working out for two months, two years, or two weeks. I think there's a lot of intimidation that comes with going to a gym, going to a crowded gym, and being surrounded by people who look like they know what you're doing, and maybe you don't know what you're doing. And so it's a lot uh, to tackle. And I think it can actually deter a lot of us at the beginning from even trying to challenge our limits because we just get so mentally kind of intimidated by the process. So we're going to just dive into it. I do want to say um, that I want to start by sharing my experience. So if you guys have been listening to me for a while, you know that like I was a very unathletic person growing up. I always joke with people that I was the last person to finish the mile in gym class. I was literally the last person. I think there was one other person who would consistently be behind me. Didn't care about sports, didn't care about health in that way. Even during high school, we had to play sports at my high school. It was a part of our curriculum because I had gone to a private school. So we had to play sports for three seasons. I did not care. 
I know we know what JV sports are. I will tell you right now, I was on the thirds team, which is a step below JV, which is basically the people that are so bad that you don't even make JV. They're just literally fulfilling the requirement of the school. Um, and that was me for a while. I did make it to varsity swimming. That was the only sport that I made it varsity at. And that wasn't until I think my junior year. But uh, long story short, you know, growing up and even in high school, I just didn't care about you know, fitness. I didn't care about working out. I was always really intimidated by the process. And fast forward to college, that's when I did start caring about working out more, although I had no idea what I was doing. I loved running. Running for me was like a great way to release stress. And it was an outlet for me. And cardio in particular was just like something that really kept me grounded. And to this day, I I still love running and I still love that mental release that it gives me. But I even remember back in college, I was so like unathletic back then too. Um, And all my roommates were volleyball players. So all my roommates all throughout college were always athletes and I was always the non-athletic person of the friend group. And I remember one day uh, that my friends took me to the gym. uh, They were on the volleyball team and they took me to the gym. We went down to... Like the way that my school worked, we had like the main level was like cardio slash a little bit of weights. Then they had a basement which had like uh, Smith machine squat racks and like some of the heavier weights. And then there was like a third level that also had cardio. And when I used to go to the gym, the only thing I did, literally the only thing I did was the elliptical, the Stairmaster and the treadmill. And occasionally I would lift like a five pound dumbbell and do like ab exercises with it. I was very insecure, had super bad gym anxiety. I had to have a full face of makeup on every time I went to the gym, had to be covered up. Like I was very much um, deep in that. So I remember one time they took me into the basement to use the Smith machine and I had never really like lifted before then. And I just remember I... I couldn't even handle the bar on my back. Like, and if you guys know how a Smith machine works, there's like resistance as you're going down. But I was like, oh, oh, no, 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 no. I can't do this. And I did like one rep and then I left. I literally left. I was like, I can't do this. I feel uncomfortable. I don't know what I'm doing. I look stupid. So I just, I want to preface this episode with saying that, that like I have been there, girl, trust me, I have been there. And I still struggle with it to this day with, with gym anxiety and you know, being intimidated at the gym in general. And I really feel that nowadays with CrossFit. So there's a lot of movements in CrossFit that I'm really not good at. Um, And I've only been kind of like dabbling on and off in CrossFit for about a year now. But like snatches, um, overhead squats, clean and jerks, like some of those really CrossFit specific movements, even uh, the pull-ups that they do at CrossFit. I really struggle with that. And I, d- I do get uncomfortable when I'm in a group setting and everyone else is doing it and I'm like, whoa, I don't know what I'm doing. But I've learned some things along the way that have helped me in that and in working through and moving through that anxiety. So uh, we're going to go ahead and get into it. But I just wanted to let you guys know my background. I am a personal trainer. I'm also a certified nutrition coach. So I am certified in those things and I've had a career in fitness. I'm not actively training right now because my career has kind of shifted gears, but just know that this advice is coming from someone who's 
been on both sides, who's been the newbie in the gym that's had no idea what the heck they're doing and been super insecure, and also someone who has a fitness background. It still happens. I would even venture to guess anyone that you know that's into fitness still experiences gym anxiety from time to time. And if they don't, then tell me what they're doing because even with the knowledge that I have, I still experience it. So first tip that I'm going to give to you is to start small. So start with exercises that you're comfortable with, and then you can gradually increase the intensity and the duration of your workouts. So, you know, think about what you're good at or think about what comes naturally to you. Like I think back to myself and, you know, I, I'm sure some other people out there have done this too, but I went through a phase of doing all of those like YouTube home workouts of, you know, Blogilates, I used to love her, uh, Chloe Ting, all those like home workouts. So there were certain movements that I felt kind of comfortable doing at the gym, even though I had no fitness background. I also did Insanity too in high school briefly, but that's a whole other rabbit hole <laughs> for another day. I, I do think they're good workouts, um, but the way I was doing it back then was definitely not good. So. That's another episode. But anyways, there were certain movements that I felt really comfortable with, like crunches, for example, was something or like even ab movements in general, I felt pretty comfortable with. Um, and also squats, like I was pretty OK with that. So when I did start working out and I did start going to the gym, I really only did like those things, like just squats with like just body weight at first crunches, obviously body weight at first. And then I eventually, you know, built up the courage to grab a 10 pound dumbbell and do a few squats with it or um, go on some of the ab core training machines. So think about yourself. If you're somebody that's like brand new to a gym environment, I would suggest taking some time in your house. This is for all my like super anxious people out there. Take some time in your house and find a YouTube workout or find like a YouTube guide for like very basic movements and see what you feel comfortable doing. Try it in the privacy of your own home first. This may not be like a good suggestion for like the general population, but I'm just telling you what I think will work for you and what worked for me. Try doing the movements at home at first. And then when you go to the gym, you've already done them at home. You already know what, what to expect. So when you go into the gym and you show up into that room and you're feeling super intimidated, you can say, okay, you know what? Two days ago, I was standing in my living room and I did a few squats and I know I can do them. Or I did a few crunches. I know I can do them. I'm going to go in here and I'm going to do a nice little circuit of squats and crunches. Something as simple as just having that mental preparation of knowing what to expect from your capabilities and knowing what to expect when you walk into a gym, if you're by yourself, is huge. Because if you don't have that plan and if you don't have that sense of, I don't know what the word is, if you don't have that sense of um, confidence in yourself to be able to execute that movement, you might wind up psyching yourself out when you get to the gym and say, you know what, I'm just not even going to try it anyway. And I've done that before. I've shown up to the gym thinking I'm going to do something and try it for the first time and then I get super nervous. So I would suggest doing that. Another thing I would suggest kind of like building off of that if you're somebody that's brand new to a gym environment is trying to go during off-peak hours. Now, I know that's not possible necessarily for everybody's schedule and what you have going on in your life, but if you can, try to take note of when your gym is super busy. If you just Google the name of the gym that you're going to, when you do a Google search, it'll usually show you hours that are busy, kind of like if you search a restaurant, and it'll give you a bar that shows you what the peak time is. So do that ahead of time. Do your homework. Look at that. See when that busy bar is at its highest and say, okay, 
I know it says on Wednesdays at 6 p.m. the gym is popping. I'm not going anywhere near the gym at Wednesday 6 p.m. But I do have some time before work on Wednesday. So maybe I'll try going to the gym at 7 in the morning when they say it's the least busy. So that's another thing that you can do like mentally ahead of time to prepare yourself because I feel like so much of the gym anxiety comes from that unknown. So when you have these knowns in place, you're setting yourself up for success when it comes to your workout. One other thing I want to say to build on top of that, and I know that not every gym has this, but... If your gym has a ladies only room, that can really help with anxiety, especially if you're someone that has anxiety around the male gaze or just feeling really uncomfortable of people kind of like gawking at you. I totally get that. I think every girl gets that. So if your gym has a ladies only room, take advantage of it, especially if if you're a beginner and you're feeling super uncomfortable. It's a pretty non-judgmental space to be in and at least you feel comfortable in that environment. And I know for a lot of people that I've spoken to, they do feel a lot more comfortable, especially starting out just having uh, the ladies only space to go into. Another suggestion I have is going with a friend if you're able to. If you have a workout buddy, it can make going to the gym so much less intimidating and you can kind of motivate each each other and you feel more comfortable working out with them. So grab a friend, even if you guys are both beginners, or maybe if you have a friend that has a little bit more knowledge than you do about the gym, go with that friend. You're going to feel so much more comfortable if you have somebody that you trust and that you know with you during your workout, and it'll just make you feel so much more comfortable, and it'll also keep you accountable so that you don't back out on yourself. Because like I said before, I've been in the position where I am by myself at the gym and I think, oh yeah, I'm going to try this when I go. And then I don't have anybody holding me accountable. And so I will slack off on the movement or I'll cut out a set or whatever the case may be. But if you have a gym buddy with you, they're going to push you and they're going to hold you accountable and they're going to make sure that you get the job done. Building on top of that, if, you know, grabbing a friend is free, obviously, I think that's a great thing to do. If you're really serious about learning proper movements and, you know, proper setup and proper execution of things, I would recommend hiring a personal trainer. Now, I know that's not necessarily within everybody's budget, but most gyms will give you like a free trial with a personal trainer. So book yourself a session and they'll kind of just like show you the ropes. I'm giving you the cheat code (laughs) to, to like cheating the gym system, by the way. Just show up and do their like free intro training session. Most gyms have this. And learn from them. Ask as many questions as you can. And then just say, oh, you know, like I'm not really interested in like pursuing this. That's if you are trying to save money, okay? I don't recommend doing this because personal trainers work very hard and they're super valuable. But if you're someone that's really tight on a budget and you're just looking to learn a few things, go into that session, tell them what you're looking to do. Like say you want to learn how to do a squat. If you do like a 45-minute session with a personal trainer, you can learn a lot of cues about that squat And then you can sort of try to implement them on your own. The one caveat to this plan is that um, a personal trainer really is helpful, especially if you're doing a progressive overload. You want to make sure you're not at risk for injury. So I'm just giving you a little bit of a cheat code there that if you want to learn a little bit about something to use in your next workout, try a free session with a personal trainer and see where it takes you from there. There's really no pressure. I don't think there's any like... um, contract that you have to sign that you're going to work with them, but it's just a nice way to kind of see where you're at, A, and B, get a little bit more advice about your journey. So try that out if you're really tight on a budget, 
But I would absolutely recommend and I will stand behind hiring a personal trainer, somebody that's knowledgeable, that can do the hard work of figuring out the workout for you, that can understand your body composition, your goals, your limits, your injuries, your restrictions. It's really, really valuable to work with someone. And when you're working with a trainer in the gym, you shouldn't have any anxiety at all. That person is there with you to guide you and to take you through everything that you're doing and to support you and encourage you. So when you're working with someone one-on-one in that sense, it kind of dulls out the noise of all of the rest of the crowd of the gym, so to speak. And I know for myself too, whenever I've done a private session with somebody, it kind of just feels like you're the only two people in the room, you know? So think of it that way. Like I said, go with a friend if that's your thing too. Other thing I'll say is wearing comfortable clothing. So um, there's a couple of different ways that I want to kind of spin this. So Wearing what's comfortable for you is going to look different for everybody. There are some of us out there that love wearing like the matching sets and the cute booty scrunching shorts and like the cute sports bra and rocking that outfit for ourselves and just feeling super confident in it. And there's other people that feel a lot more comfortable when they're covered up. Maybe you're like bloated. Maybe you just don't feel like you're totally ready to um, dress in that way. And that's totally fine. Wear what feels good for you. And I always say that, like wear it for yourself. If whatever is going to make you feel like you can accomplish your workout better and more efficiently and more confidently, wear that. I want to say for myself, there's been a few times that I've worn, you know, those, the sports bra that has one shoulder. If you guys are listening and you're not watching, you'll know what I'm talking about. It has one shoulder and then the other side of it is kind of just like, there's no shoulder strap. And there was one day that I decided to run on the treadmill with that. (laughs) And I felt like my boob was going to come flying out at any time. So like that was not a good move for me for that day. So now I know for myself, like whenever I'm trying to do cardio or running, I have to have a good supportive sports bra on. Otherwise, I'm going to feel like I everybody's looking at me and I'm just going to feel super uncomfortable. So wear what feels good for you, whatever that looks like, dress for yourself, don't dress for anyone else. Make sure you feel good in whatever it is you're wearing. And if you're somebody that's new to the gym, um, maybe that means investing in some good gear for the gym as well. Like if you're new and you show up to the gym in like a pantsuit, like, or jeans and work boots, you're probably not going to get a good workout. But if you invest in like a nice pair of leggings and a really good sports bra and a good pair of running shoes or a good pair of lifting shoes, you're going to feel a lot more inspired and you're going to feel a lot more confident with your workout. So take whatever that is, take what resonates with you there. I know there's a lot of people that fall in that camp of wanting to be covered up at the gym. And then there's also a lot of people that fall in the camp of just wanting to wear whatever the heck they want to wear and like feel good in it. So do what feels right for you. Another piece of advice is to set achievable goals. So as a personal trainer, this is like one of the things that we learn in our um, in our training, like in our um, course for, to become a personal trainer. I don't know why I'm like blanking on the word for that, but setting um, realistic and achievable goals for yourself. So if you're starting out in your gym journey and you've like never worked out a day in your life before and you're like, I want to run a marathon in 30 days. That's awesome, but let's be realistic about it. If you've never even ran before, that's probably not a good goal to be setting for yourself. And I'm not saying this in a way to 
uh, shrink yourself or to sell yourself short. I'm saying it in a way to be realistic with yourself so that you actually see progress and that you can remain consistent over a longer period of time so that you can actually accomplish your goal. There's a really good book by Darren Hardy. It's called The Compound Effect. And it basically talks about, and I've talked about this book before on the podcast, but it talks about the tiny little things that you can do every single day that are going to get you closer to your goal. So if your ultimate goal is that you want to run a marathon, how are you going to get there? That's a pretty big goal to tackle. So I would try to break that down and say, okay, if I've never ran before, I'm going to start with walking. I think they even use this example in The Compound Effect, but like you're going to start with walking like a quarter mile down the street, down the street. Then you're going to start with walking a half mile. Then you'll walk a mile. Then you're going to start to jog for like 30 seconds. And then you just slowly, slowly build and build and build upon that. And when you're more consistent in that way of having the perspective of it being a long game, you're going to be a lot more A, confident in your abilities as you see them progress over time. B, you're going to be able to stay motivated a lot more consistently throughout that process rather than setting such a crazy huge goal and then being super down on yourself when you realize that after 30 days, you're not able to run a marathon. That kind of um, goal that's really intense in that way, especially it's, it's like going from like zero to 500, right? To me is setting somebody up for failure because you're there's if there's no way like that you're going to achieve that if you've never ran a day in your life, right? I mean, it's technically possible because anything's possible, but don't you think you'd be much more likely to stick to a goal and actually succeed if you had a long-term plan and if you saw consistent progress over time rather than every single time you show, to the, show up to the gym, you find yourself coming up short and you find yourself not reaching it? It's so much more beneficial to set a realistic goal for yourself. And even if that goal, even if it doesn't have to be something as big as this, it's still important to set small, consistent things for yourself. So maybe a goal for yourself mentally to get out of the gym anxiety is going to the gym at a peak hour. I will be completely honest with you. This was one of my goals for myself during the start of my fitness journey was showing up to the gym by myself during peak hours and lifting weights and doing my workout routine like I intended to. And that's a huge mental shift to make, especially if you're somebody that's prone to anxiety. If you prove to yourself, okay, I was just in a crowded, packed gym, super crazy energy. If you're sensitive to energy too, I, it's a lot going into a gym at peak hours. I will just say that. And that's a whole other rabbit hole. But if you do that, right, if you accomplish that, then you have a lot more confidence in yourself to continue to show up for yourself at any time of the day. So you don't have to only rely on, you know, showing up at non-peak hours. And, you know, the last piece of advice I would give to you is to just focus on yourself. Um, You know, everyone in the gym is there to work on themselves. And I want to say this to you, like, think about when you go to the gym. When you go to the gym, are you looking at the person next to you and saying, oh, their form's not right? Or, oh, that shirt doesn't look good on them. Or, oh, they're not lifting that right. Or they don't look very good lifting that. No. And if you are one of those people, what are you doing with your life? Because I truly believe that everybody who's going to the gym should be there to focus on themselves and their fitness goals and whatever they are trying to accomplish in the time that they've carved out of their day to show up for themselves. And it's really not that serious. Like in your head, and I get this, I've been here before, it seems sometimes like 
oh, everyone's watching me. I'm trying this new machine. I've never done hack squats before. Everyone's looking at me. They're going to know I don't know what I'm doing. Like, it's really not that serious. I would almost be willing to bet money that the way you think it is in your head of like everyone watching you and knowing that you don't know what you're doing is really not how it is. Everyone's focusing on themselves. So focus on yourself. Focus on your plan. Focus on what you've got. Focus on what you're trying to do and you will have a lot more success. I think one of the biggest takeaways from learning how to overcome gym anxiety is just to have a plan in place. I know for myself, anytime that I identify a situation in my life that's giving me anxiety, it's because there's a lot of unknowns that are surrounding it. So think about what you have control over with your experience of working out. A, you have control over, like I said earlier, trying things at home, seeing what you're comfortable with in the, in the you know, privacy of your own home. B, determining what time you want to go so you don't have to go at peak times when it's super overwhelming. C, going with a friend, uh, going with somebody who's going to hold you accountable, deciding what you're going to wear. Think about in your head, and, and I encourage anybody that's watching this to do this. You can even write this down on a piece of paper if you have it available. Make a list of the things that trigger the feeling of anxiety for you when you go to the gym or even when you think about going to the gym. Then once you've made that list from the things I've shared with you here today, what are some solutions that you can implement to have control over the situation? Now, obviously, you know, we don't have control over every single moment in life. I get that. I understand that. But there's things that we can do to plan and to prepare ourselves so that we can mitigate the experiences of anxiety. So that's what I want to offer up to you guys. I want to just say one final thing too. If you do suffer with anxiety and you're like, if you find yourself in the parking lot of the gym and you're feeling like you're starting to panic because you're so intimidated about going into the gym, try to do some simple box breathing or meditation in the car before you head in. So box breathing, for example, you breathe in for four, you hold for four, and you exhale for four. I think there's another step in that that I'm missing because a box has four points. But anyway, so you just like connect with your breath. You guys know what I'm talking about. Connect with your breath. You know, there's a great app called Calm. I'm not sponsored by them, but they have guided meditations in there. You can just take a few mindful moments to just center yourself, connect with your breath, connect with your body, remind yourself of who you are, remind yourself that you've got this. Okay. If you need to listen to this podcast, next time you have gym anxiety, put it on. Okay. I am always rooting for you. I'm here. I'm in your corner. Uh, because I've been there before. I know how it feels and it can really deter a lot of people. So I I want to share this with you guys today to hopefully help somebody out there who is dealing with this. And I certainly hope that you did find this helpful. If you did, uh, leave a comment over on my YouTube channel. If you guys are listening over on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever else you get uh, podcasts, I do have a video version of this on YouTube. So go over and check it out. Other final thing I want to say to you guys is it would mean the absolute world to me if you support this podcast by subscribing over on the streaming platforms. Subscribing to my YouTube channel means the absolute world to me. You can also follow me on TikTok. My username is I'm Haley Noel. I post on there pretty much every single day. Instagram, same username. I post on there pretty frequently too, uh, but not quite as much as TikTok. And yeah, the other thing I'll say too is... um, If you're looking to put a bit more of these pieces together in terms of mindset and fitness, 
Uh, I do have a 21 day mindset course that you can find in the description of this video and it kind of helps you bridge the gap between the mindset and the fitness. And it's a 21 day journey because three weeks is that sweet spot when we begin to formulate a new habit. So if you're interested in that, be sure to check it out. Otherwise, my friends, thank you so much for listening, for watching, for tuning in. I am sending you so much health, wealth, success, happiness, abundance, love, joy, and confidence in the gym because you got this. All right. I will see you next time. Bye.